But yeah, so if you hear like a bunch of scratching noises and shit, that's just me peeling all the skin off my legs to get the itching to stop. Mm. So <laughs> you got to stop doing crack, dude. No, we went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. I finally used up all the uh, the butter beer, and so now I have oh. uh, ra- reindeer covered in chunks of uh, coffee grounds. Instead. Hey, <laughs> moving on up. <laughs> All right, wow. I, no, I was on I was on a Imager today, and I I have something to show you. It's fucking absolutely. It's like up up there with the uh, the Freedom Wagon or whatever, the, or Liberty Truck or whatever. It's it's like in that vein. Let me. Okay. Whoa! Whoa! What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Winnebago, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. It's like the OG Winnebago. That shit was dope. Nah, I'm sure somebody had one with a teepee on it before that. (laughs) (laughs) And if that never happened, we're going to have to build it. You have a teepee, (laughs) right? We can make one. Yep. Yeah, it's cheaper than building a whole house out there. You just got to... Yeah, when I I buy the the brand new 2021 uh, uh, Honda Element, we'll just peel my other old Element. We'll just peel the body off of it and stick a teepee on the frame. Yeah, well, Mm -hmm. just... And you can, you know, make like a metal frame. Just make, you know, the conical part of poles just out of pipes. Yeah. And then uh, wrap it in tarp. I'm sure that'll be wonderful to drive along in. <laughs> Blue tarp. Like being attacked by seagulls everywhere you go. But <laughs> well, yeah, now, yeah, I get more beer that was camp uh, floating in a cooler. But at least now it's just coffee grounds, not butter, so that's good. Nice, you get double buzz off of that shit. Yeah, and I didn't. I had bologna and uh, and hot dogs floating around in there, but they weren't open, so I, it's not going to be like okay. uh, a bologna marinated beer. beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, what the hell are we even doing today? <laughs> Jim Beckworth. Oh yeah, that always sounds like a tennis player to me. It's like <laughs> Boris Becker versus Jim Beckworth, but he's not, not quite. A, no. But uh, anyway, uh, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West was fucked. You want a million bucks? 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 Holy shit. I'll put some gun noises in there. It's perfect circle. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Tony's used his vibrator. Nope. That's Will. That's my dryer. Sure it is. I guess not. Whatever you got to tell yourself, man. You fit your whole dryer up in there, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, uh, that was th- that was the thing with this camping trip we went on. We have a we had a, a higher female to male ratio uh, for the first time in my life on a camping trip. And you know, sometimes the girls would be all sitting around the table having discussions, and uh, you just you didn't really have any input, which is fine. You know, we could go not try to mansplain over the top of everything, but there was one point when uh, certain individuals were just. Uh, Discussing the efficacy 
of using a uh, a dryer as a um, let's call it a um, marital aid. Yes, marital aid. There we go. But apparently, uh, 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 movies are not to be believed. Uh, apparently, they're lackluster in their capacity for uh, for performing like robot cunnilingus or. Uh... <laughs> well, you got to get one that bounces around a lot, I guess. Well, apparently, well. <laughs> Dude, so... that sounds like one of the fucking robots from Robot Wars. <laughs> Deadlow versus Robot Cunnilingus. <laughs> it's a robot that just eats the other robot's ass for fucking until it just, oh. you know. But yeah, we we yep, but we established that the Maytag man doesn't have shit on a good old uh, fashioned, uh, good old fashioned vibrator. Ah, yeah. So anyway, Yay. today apparently we're going to be learning about uh, Jim Beckworth. So uh, Tony, what do you know about Jim Beckworth? Sounds like a tennis player. Okay, that's uh, plagiarism. <laughs> Gonna have to ask you to stop. Um, what? Oh, all right, I got a fifty-fifty of this. He's either an outlaw or a mountain man. I'm going to go with mountain man. Why can't he be both? Why is he going to be mutual exclusive? Whoa. Is he an Not outlaw mountain ding, man? Ding. Not saying he is, but oh. you know, he could be to, both. To certain tribes, he was to be wanted and killed. Yeah. Well, black feet, anyway. His fucking nickname was Bloody Arms, so you don't really get that from getting in tickling contests. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're getting in tickling contests with like Wolverines and then losing those. Then you could also be Bloody Arm. <laughs> But I'm going to go with Mountain Man. That's my final answer. He is indeed a Mountain Man. In fact, ding, 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 ding. He, is, uh, he is in almost every story we've done thus far as a bit character about every Mountain Man because he was fucking everywhere. He was around Kit Carson. He's around Hugh Glass. You know, he was in Ashley's 100. He's even around that butter goblin piece of shit fucking Chivington. Oh, Chivington. Mur murdering vagina hat motherfucker. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he Jim Beckworth made the rounds, but the the biggest thing uh, about him is he is the only, at least partially African American uh, mountain man to have had uh, uh, had his story kind of written down. Um, there were other ones. I mean, it wasn't un super uncommon, but he's the only one that's uh, got really any kind of documentation. So. That's uh, what with, I used for uh, research was his book directly. Okay, which well, actually you can pretty good read. Wait, Beckworth, well, he wrote his own. He wrote his own uh, book. Uh, uh, he had a he dictated it to a lawyer. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he, I think he was able to read and write. I, I, oh yeah, I yeah. Just, yeah, you know, which can't say that for every mountain man. Yeah, especially not the black ones because in those days it was illegal to teach them how to read and write. Yeah, but. Mm -hmm. Since uh, since he was uh, uh, half black and half white, and uh, well, actually, before I get into that, let's uh, let's have Will start with the Comic Sans because that's kind of where we. So start. he was a uh, real old, born April twenty sixth, seventeen ninety eight. Of course, his father was white and his mother was black. That's usually kind of how it happens back in the day. Yeah, but uh, his dad did acknowledge him as a son, which didn't happen all the time. Whoa. And Emancipated him in court in 1824, and then uh, and then again, and then again, he had to do it three times. Yep, it's like a it's like a it, inoculation. Like you you have to have a couple of booster oh, shots booster like every shots. three months. Yeah, this is your yep. booster. Otherwise, emancipation won't stick. <laughs> Fuck God, people suck. Well, if you took a trip to the wrong part of uh, Virginia, you probably would get stolen. So get, yeah, that's you get you get you get anti-emancipated. Mm -hmm. 
Un unmancipated. Uh, his father was Sir Jennings Beckwith, uh, descendant of English and Irish nobility. How uh, far descended away, who knows? But uh, Jim was the third of 13 children, though. His father fought in the Revolutionary War, so this is going away the fuck back. Um, so he regaled him with tales of that. Uh, when Jim was about seven or eight, the family moved to St. Louis and took all the slaves with them, 22 of them. Wow. That's how they became the Brady Bunch. That's the way we all became the Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the Partridge family more, I guess. <laughs> oh, they had a band. Awesome. Yep. No, they had a lot of kids in a bus wagon. They had a lot of kids in that thing you should... Well, that wasn't invented yet. Your little car... Your car house. Oh, yeah, the car house, like the turn of the century car house. I'll but post that on Instagram. More a car house that was being towed by an ox or something. But, yeah. So this is uh, St. Louis, 1805, so it's still a small town with wilderness surrounding it and Indians in the wilderness. <gasps> I know. But this, uh, of course, made an impression on, uh, on Jim. One day he was sent to the mill. This is when he was about nine. He's going to go stop at a playmate's house next door, but found all of them murdered and scalped by whatever native tribe was there. Oh, shit. Yep. So that I was miss, eight of them. I miss, I miss that part. Yep. And then he said in a That's, deep, rumbling voice, playtime's over. And then he went out to, <laughs> you know, get revenge. Some... No, he had to go yep. to the mill yet. You know, you got to mill them oats and shit before you get revenge. Chores have priority levels. <laughs> Of course, Jim rushed back to tell his father. He got uh, his father got some men together and retaliated. Oh, I was gonna say, returned. can you imagine if can you imagine if your kid like came in and told you like the neighbors have been murdered? You know, like yeah, yeah, I'll get to it after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you to play outside. Yeah, yeah. Neighbors have been murdered. You didn't do it, did you? No. All right, good. We're fine then. <laughs> you don't have to move. But they did go out and get eighteen scalps, but. Who knows if they were the right people? Usually, well, that not. That's how these say, things work out. The track record is not good for getting the right scalps. Yep, that is a theme in this in this uh, <laughs> show. <laughs> yep. As a teenager, he apprenticed as a blacksmith till he's about nineteen. Uh, he quit after an argument with his blacksmith teacher about staying out too late with a lady friend. What? Uh, okay, I, I heard about the <laughs> argument, but I couldn't find any actual. What the argument? I thought it was gonna be like, "Hey, you're smithing improperly," but no, it's like, "Nope." In his book, it says, "Lady friend." Okay. <laughs> so the blacksmith threw a hammer at him. Oh, Jim! Jim threw it back, and a scuffle broke out. Then he goes to work in a mine after that for a little while. Made friends with the Sack and Fox Indians there, who was working the mine. But then he got sick of that and joined Ashley's Rocky Mountain Fruit Company. Yep. Yay. Which, Tony, um, you remember who those guys are? That's the Ashley's 100 crew? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Yep. And that's Jim Bridger and yep. Hugh Glass and Fitzpatrick and Fitzgerald and fucking the Lone Ranger and Spider-Man. <laughs> Jed Smith. Jed Smith. Yeah, it's like the 1800s, like Justice League. Those are the biggest, slowest bullets I've ever seen. You letting them go? Pretty much. Except for they're all racists and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, his first adventure was to buy horses from the Republican Pawnee. They're probably in the Republican River in Nebraska there. Mm-hmm. Except for they had moved their winter camp and didn't tell anybody. At least oh, shit. Ashley, anyway. They just so left a note left. where the where the fucking camp used to be that said, you've been had by Ace Ventura, pet detective. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So this left Jim and a guy named Black Harris to venture out in the wilderness to the point of starvation. And eventually they did find the Pawnee and were saved by him. But that was nice. his first taste, uh, first adventure there. It's almost dying. Which well, that is a common well, theme in Mountain Man lore. Well, and that sounds to me like uh, Ashley's hunters probably t- took like the two black guys they had and just sent them out to go fucking chase Indian horses around in the winter is what that sounds like to me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and they were probably kind of surprised when they actually came back with horses. <laughs> so, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, so he goes back to St. Louis where he finds Ashley back in town getting more men. Uh, back on the trail again. Uh, he witnessed two Spaniards committing a, quote, disgraceful assault, unquote, upon a white woman. So the settlers wanted him hung, but Ashley gave him two choices, either to be hung immediately or 100 lashes. So which would you choose? 100 lashes? Yeah. I'd go for that. <laughs> I'd, I would uh, say this. I would be like, I'm already hung, so just give me the lashes. Ooh. That's how I would do it. But, uh, of course, blood flowed like a river off their backs. Uh, next day, they were missing along with two horses, and they were not pursued, so kind of good riddance to those guys. I don't know why uh, I threw that in there. It's just, well, if they're, if they're bleeding like stuck pigs, they'd be easy to pursue. You'd just follow the horse prints with all the blood dripping behind them. So these guys did have some morals, I guess. I guess. <laughs> well, they would have. They whipped him if they were because they were Spaniards. They maybe wouldn't have whipped him if they were like Merkins. So up the plat they go for the winter. Uh, always, you know, when you're moving along, you always got to keep hunting, keep um, fed, you know. Yeah. And they find a loop Pawnee village and trade uh, for some horses and beans. This is while we're <laughs> Jim was uh, shoeing Ashley's horse. When Jim hit him in the ribs with a hammer when the uh, horse wouldn't cooperate, General Ashley saw Call this and got... Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley saw this and cursed Jim, which led to an argument and guns leveled at each other. Uh, Jim decided he'd go back to St. Louis alone. About half the men said they'd go join him, but uh, cooler heads prevailed and Jim stayed on, so he I almost like... quits. I like, first of all, you said they traded him for horses and beans, and now I'm definitely picturing, like, Vandy Camp horse and beans. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I was thinking, too. Yeah. like, Frank and beans. Yeah, yeah, it's like. And then also, I like the uh, horse is not cooperating. Let's whack it in the ribs with a hammer. <laughs> That's like if I'm trying to change my tire and, uh, you know, lug nuts not coming off, so I go and, like, bust out my driver's side window with the fucking tire iron. All right, man. You, okay, what okay. Are you, what are you even doing? When I was I was like 18, I had this piece of shit car that fucking broke down on me, <clears throat> and I was like out in the middle of the woods, basically. Like the fuck I was, do you mean when, I was out by the Matlock. Fu- the fuck do you mean when you're 18? You constantly still have piece of shit cars that break yeah. down on you. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I buy them by the six pack <laughs> and run them into the ground. And then, <clears throat> so uh, I was tr- I was trying to fix this thing. I had very limited shitty tools in the car. And uh, I got so frustrated that I kicked the side of the car so fucking hard that my toenail, my big toe toenail, uh, came off. Ow. So I spent I spent a while without a toenail because I kicked oh. the side of my car so hard that I put a dent in it. 
Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Mercury Tracer, 1991. Fuck that car. Fuck that well, apparently, car. Apparently the good and sturdy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give it that. They could take impact from a foot, so. <laughs> yep. Better than a Pinto. Oh, that was my first car. It was a 74 Pinto. You get that and it exploded? No, I got it up to over 100 miles an hour because the speedometer went to 115 and then the engine exploded <laughs> like yeah. two days later. Like literally like just dumped a bunch, like the, the oil pan came off and like a bunch of the uh, pistons and rings and shit like fell out the bottom of the motor. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Should have got the flying <laughs> Pinto. Yep. Oh, man. I wish. Maybe they make a conversion like that for your Honda Element. Oh, yeah. Wings. Yep. It's aerodynamical. For oh, sure. yeah. Just like a cinder block. Like a loaf of bread, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. they make their way to the Green River in Utah. They're trapping there. General Ashley falls in the rapids, and Jim had to go in and rescue him. Uh, almost, They were almost back to shore when Jim ran out of juice with Ashley on his back. They nearly drifted away, but uh, Fitzpacker, Fitzpatrick uh, extended a very long branch. Uh, after this, Ashley regretted uh, the cursing of Jim about the horse. Oh. So they were best friends for life after this. Oh, that's adorable. And BFF. this is the end of the story, right? Man, that's the shortest episode ever. Uh, yep. Very, very little atrocities. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll you'll be seeing. Uh, of course, mountain men like to exaggerate. It's like talking to your dad's friends or uncles or whoever, but. You know, there's a lot more casualties in these wars between the Indians themselves rather than the ones with white men. Right. Uh, later, they were met so with some friendly Indians who lingered around their camp a bit too long. All was good, but they seemed a bit too interested in the white man's guns. <laughs> it's like, hey, can I see that? How does show, this work? <laughs> show me how to load it. Now, and then I pointed at you like this, right? Uh, they did post guards that night, so they're smart enough to do that. Uh, Jim awoke to a yell and a gunshot. He grabbed his gun, but so did an Indian. So they're struggling over the gun there. Um, they're found there, and Jim finally did win, but the Indian did run off. But they found their guard, Labrache, with a tomahawk in his head. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, they pulled it out and bandaged him up, but he what? was in the... I was about to make a joke, like, how long did he survive after the tomahawk? But yeah. I just I, I didn't say it because I was like, yeah, he probably did live for like nine and, days. And just yeah, a few moments. Oh, he didn't oh. live for days and, and oh, so he's not, the, he's not one of the guys that learned how to speak French by getting his frontal lobe pierced by a Indian Pole. lance or whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck. Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked will be right back. Visit Miles City's number one furniture store, Sitting Bowls Recliner Village. This week is our President's Day sale. Everything, 25% off. And unlike the white man, we'll keep our promise. If you're not satisfied, you can return your couch or chair, no questions asked. We don't even care if it smells like sheep. So come on down to St. Bulls Recliner Village today and buy yourself a chair to sit on. There they decide to go to uh, New Mexico, try to get out of that area, out of Utah. Yeah. Uh, but they found Ashley along the way, and they turned course back to the rendezvous spot where Ashley fell in. They called that the suck, anyway, which is a good... The, the suck. what? <laughs> the suck. 
Like they're in Nam or something. Well, I think the suck is like I think that's kind of what the uh, the Marines call their boot camp too. It's like welcome to the suck or somebody does it. Army doesn't because we have oh. you know. But I think that's the jarheads do that. Yeah, I knew somebody did. Also, it could could be some kind of like I don't know prostitution barista kind of operation, <laughs> <laughs> or just like somebody who's like really shitty. Like you know, it's like welcome to the suck, and I'm Dane Cook. We're going to be talking to, you know. We'll be talking to Carlos Mencia and... Good Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> of course, uh, after this, Jim goes back with some furs uh, with Ashley. Uh, they have to reclaim some horses back from the crow along the way, too. Uh, along the way, they find a comrade just attacked by a grizzly. His what? head flayed open. Uh, That's not Hugh Glass. Not going to be Hugh Glass. No, they didn't mention who it was. It could have been Jed Smith. I was just going to say, Jed Smith is famous for having his head gotten more. Yep. But uh, all these guys got attacked by a bear at some point. Well, that's the thing is you have the infomercial is like, you know, seven out of nine mountain men suffer a bear attack at one point in their lives. (laughs) With new Ursa gone... You can prevent bear attacks up to 70%. <laughs> Consult your physician if your bear attack lasts more than 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> May result in constipation, death, <laughs> diarrhea. Yep. I was thinking of like uh, uh, the fucking, what is it, the the commercials with all the sad looking animals and shit in cages. Like oh, Sarah like, McLaughlin, like, in the yeah. arms oh, of the there's a bunch of mountain men in cages with their heads like fucking ripped open and <laughs> gashes across their chest. <laughs> Won't you donate to help save the Mountain Man Foundation? Yep. <laughs> for for just three plugs of chewing back tobacco today or a day, you can keep <laughs> mountain men fit and, and happy even after their bear maulings. <laughs> anyway, he finds his comrade with his head flayed open. Then he finds some friends chasing the grizzly back to camp. It's like like uh, like, like, a, like like it's a cow or like uh, I guess so. But Jesus that Christ. made everybody scramble to the trees. <laughs> Why the fuck yeah. would you chase it back to the camp? I don't it's know. get it the fuck because, out of there <laughs> because it's funny. Yeah right. Hey <laughs> hey Ted, look what we found. <laughs> I don't think they had as, as much fear of bears that we do now anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, since everybody was getting attacked by bears like you pop zits, it's like that's a common shit. Like every morning you treat your bear attack wound, you know, right before you brush your teeth. It's just, you know, a common malady. Everybody gets it. Ingrown hairs, bear attack. (laughs) Fucking. So Jim was watching this. He was kind of frozen in fear, but he was standing by the injured guy, somewhat by him. But the bear took him, you know, and uh, the bear comes up to him. But takes a moment to notice the injured man. That's when Jim pulls his rifle and shoots the bear in his heart. And General Ashley did the same thing at the same time, dropping the bear. Of course, he got to spell bear, B-A-R, bar. Bar. Yeah. Later, they capture a smaller grizzly and take him on the boat as a pet back to St. Louis. Yeah, because why the fuck not? You know, if you if you just got your terminal cancer cured, you should get smaller cancer implanted in you as a fun <laughs> memento. Uh, Jim was the only guy to have enough courage to lead him off the boat by a chain 
So he just ties him up by the tree by, uh, I think, by General Ashley's house. Let kids poke him with a stick and feed him chocolates and shit. Like. <laughs> yep. So the bear did take a swipe at him, but the chain held. Uh, a pig walking by did not escape, though, and oh. the bar killed the pig. Well, that's about the most, like, goddamn spatially unaware pig on the planet. Like, I got this whole street. Better walk within three feet of a bear. That's, you know, God damn it. Probably never even seen a bear. The pig was probably like, what the fuck is that thing? It's adorable. I'm going to check it out. Uh, I'm going to go sniff its ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus Christ. What kind of dog are you, man? Oh, shit. That'd be one delicious bear, though. It's already stuck. Well, yeah. You fucking kill that motherfucker I, right now. I think they kind of already taste like gamey pork anyway. Well, I know you can catch trichinosis from them. Which from bear? Can, yeah. Whoa. Uh, like Steve Ranella, the meat eater guy, he ate some undercooked uh, bear up in Alaska, and he had trichinosis, which he describes as the worst thing that's ever happened to him. I think it's basically, you know, they're kind of worms, like they lay their little eggs in their muscles. Yeah. And the eggs are like these little hard... So it's kind of like having like uh, a bunch of sesame seeds in your muscle tissue that then later hatch and turn into worms. Like, oh, man, that sounds eat, delicious. And they can kill the worms. They'll, they'll kill the worms out of you, but all the eggs that are still in here are in there until your body, like, resorbs them. So you just kind of got, like, sesame seeds floating around in your muscle tissue till, till your body decides to take care of that. Yeah, I heard take- if you get some uh, <laughs> UV lights or bleach, like, up in there, Yeah, yeah. It'll, get, it'll take care of it. True, yeah. I mean, yeah. What about hy- hydrochloric? Hydrochloric or cloxicolene? Hydrochloric Yeah. Or you just pray it away. That works too. That probably works just as well as all the rest of the shit. Pretty Although much, if, you're, yeah. if you're chugging bleach, like it'll definitely take care of those worms. Oh, yeah. They can't inhabit a fucking dead host. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly right. So Jim's only back a week in St. Louis when General Ashley gives gives him a thousand dollars to take a message back to Bill Sublet back Holy in the mountains. Shit. There, that's a lot of goddamn money in those days. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, he convinced of that. Uh, so he gets near the Salt River, but he would have to wait till spring to leave. So he wintered at Salt Lake. There, this is after he got the message to him. So at least oh. he didn't take all all winter just to deliver a message. Well, I mean that was normal anyway, but. So. But this is per- still pretty early. This is 1823, so if you're keeping track of what's going on in the West, there's not much going on in 1820 besides the hundred or so guys out trapping. Right. And yeah. slow- slowly getting picked off by the Arikara and bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the spring, he runs into a larger Blackfoot contingent. Of course, they keep going back to Flathead area and Blackfeet, or mostly Blackfeet area. And uh, keep getting injured and picked off. But the beaver is so good up in Montana that they can't resist. (laughs) Uh, Jim did receive a head wound from Arrow. I always like that. Just a glancing blow, I guess. Yeah. See if I I can find the scars. Because at least Jim Beckworth is one of the guys we have a couple good pictures of. We'll see if I can find any head scars on him. Oh, yeah. He's got a couple. Uh, despite many fights, the Flatheads and the Blackfeet make a truce then. So trappers thought it was time to open a trading post among them, if things are somewhat civil. Jim volunteered despite his many run-ins with the Blackfeet. Uh, the Blackfeet were so grateful to trade that the chief ordered Jim, uh, or offered Jim his daughter for a wife. And Jim accepted mostly out of practicality, he says, more than, quote, high menial enjoyments. 
Un- end quote. High <laughs> medial what? enjoyments. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he partook of those like, too. Like but... as in yeah, yeah. Wait, like as in Ben yeah, Ben yeah, Hyman. As in Ben Hyman. Hyman. Yes. I was asked if Ben Hyman's a real person. And yes, yes, he is. Yes, he is. It's not um, his real last name, but. If you believe hard yeah. enough, he is real. If you say his name three times. But he, he ceases he ceases to exist when you stop believing him. If you him. say his name three times, he pops onto your dashboard. Oh, poopies. <laughs> uh, after a few days, some black feet came back with the white man's scalps and held a dance. Jim was pissed off, but uh, you know he couldn't quite get his revenge there, just being one of a few white men among them. But his new wife wanted to go dance in the scalp dance. Hey, honey, take, hey, honey, take me <laughs> dancing at the scalp dance. <laughs> Jim said no, but she disobeyed. Yep. <gasps> Having then, seen this, Jim, in his anger, took his battle axe and struck her on the head. His fucking battle axe? Oh, Whoa! Shit. Where the, hold the fuck on. Where, where's this battle axe shit coming from? <laughs> I don't know. He says he bought it from axe. guns, germs, and steel, you dude. Know, I, I thought I knew a lot about the mountain men, but one of the fucking you know choice items of gear, along with like skateboards and electric mixers that they know not to have, is battle axes. <laughs> well, he was already adopting the Indian ways, I guess. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that knocked her down, and he drug her away. The Indians uh, saw this. Okay, so he didn't like hack. He didn't like hack her. He just kind of bonked her with the flat side, it seems or what? Like it because she she oh, okay. survived. I mean, still not yeah. cool, but fuck. Hear that? Or she is one tough fucking lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Blackfeet are ready to kill Jim, but the chief steps up and stopped him, saying it was his right to kill her if she disobeyed. Yeah. T- oh. Good thing times have changed, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and they should have to wait to kill Fuck. Jim in battle, not just in anger. Uh, the chief gave Jim another daughter, one that was younger and more comely, and an obedient listener. Later that night, the disob. Wait, I think I, mi- I missed the point. I missed the part. Jim's wife yeah, is native. The chief's yep. other daughter. I completely missed that. Okay, I, I uh, kinda, so, I'm, get, I'm getting the impression the chief is just trying to get rid of daughters. Like, well, <laughs> you know, the chief likes to trade, so. He's going to give away yeah. as many daughters as he can. They're still not as valuable as horses anyway, so. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> God damn, dude. Fuck. Uh, so later that night, the disobedient first wife sneaks into the newlywed tent, sobbing and begging forgiveness. So now, Jim leaves after a month with 39 packs of beaver from the Blackfeet and two new wives. <laughs> it's like... Uh... Good day on the prices, right? I guess. Unbelievable, folks. Yeah, no shit. Uh, so, after two days of leaving, the Blackfeet attempt to steal Jim's party's horses. Uh, being on foot, they were easy prey and killed them all. Uh, but on the third day, they found between 200 and 300 warriors after them. This is just right after they traded with them. So. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so. Wait, so it's his wife's it's his wife's yep, tribe like it. again. Fuck, man. <laughs> so <laughs> Jim just runs and runs and runs keeping in front of his or of their bullets. Uh finally he found some uh, campfire smoke and runs towards it. This was about a mile distant from the rest of the trappers there. They rode out to meet him. 
Um, they only got five scalps before night fell, and they let the Blackfeet escape. Uh, Jim estimated he ran 95 miles that day. Uh, nah, that's bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. It seems impossible, but he said many Indian runners do more than that without running for their lives. So. Yeah, the, the Tarahumara, not the... Not that I've ever heard of the Blackfeet do. But the the mountain men did kind of, they didn't Bullshit. really walk. They kind of trotted like a, a coyote, I guess. That's what they say anyway. But okay. this is mountain men's story, so half of it is made up at least. Right. Um, half, so we'll call yep. it 40 miles. So during this uh, flight, his uh, companion just hides in the bushes. He rolls in three days later, and he's like, oh, man, Jim got totally killed. And then, of course, Jim comes around the corner and goes, hey, how's it going? <laughs> yep. Uh, during a meeting with the crows, they ask about the scalps on the lodgepole, knowing that they were Blackfeet scalp scalps. I don't know how you know that, but it must be the uh, endorments or whatever. Can be endorments, can be uh, length of hair, uh, whether it's just top, like like uh, like the crows themselves, like we're known for having like really long hair. So maybe the Blackfeet, I don't know what, you know, for all I know, the Blackfeet had fucking pompadours, but, you know, like... <laughs> That's the Nez Perce did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah. Or at least Chief Joseph did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they were impressed because they killed their mortal enemies, the Blackfeet. Um, so they were impressed. A man named Greenwood had a crow wife, so he was answering all the questions about how they got all the scalps and stuff. But he got sick of telling that tale so many times, he made a story up about Jim being a long-lost Crow member taken when he was a child. Uh, Which is so, complete, complete horseshit. Yep. So now the Crow think that he's one of them. But uh, they leave at that point. But later, Jim is captured by the Crow. And they recognize <laughs> him from that story. And they assume Fuck. him to be one of their tribe. And uh, the mom recognized Jim. I don't know yeah, how she did that's that. The, that's the thing is, yeah, I read they recognized him as, like, not just a tribe member, but, like, the uh, the long-lost son of, like, one of their dead chiefs. Right? Mm -hmm. What the fuck? It's, like, all-time luckiest that's some, motherfuckers. That's some good-ass like, catfishing going on, you know, like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, Jim goes along with it and kind of gets wrapped up in the excitement, too. But... What are you gonna say? No, and get killed? Yeah. I totally, I totally <laughs> yeah. forgot how to speak my native language. Mm-hmm. So Jim was asked if he wanted a wife. So he goes, "Sure, why not?" They ever uh, have too many, apparently. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> so now Jim has that whole crow country, the um, rosebud, uh, that area. Yeah. Absaroka, which is another word for crow. Also, yep. uh, absaluka. So he could trap as much as he wanted and not get killed, so he was happy. Uh, so he began Fuck, his life man. as a Crow Indian. So it's enough being uh, a mixed-race trapper back in the early part of the century, but now he gets to be an Indian, too. Yeah, his Dude, so so his his two previous wives, they're still oh, yeah. there? Well, okay, yeah. uh, Tony, well, I think we mentioned this in the past, but I'm going to remind you that most of the mountain men have what they call their country wives. And some of them have many more than uh -huh. one. Like, they might have one per tribe or one per village. Country Wives was literally just, like, Native American wife with whatever tribe they're, tribe they're hanging out with. And they would often, you know, hang out for, like, two weeks and then leave them either for a little while or forever. Yeah, or just like Motley Crue. So, yeah. 
So basically, any yeah. So basically, they had a groupie in like every town. Kind of come back when you come back. If you yeah. come back, it's like well, oh, hey, what's up, it was sweetie? important too. Like they take the wives a because they're horny old mountain men. Uh, also, it created bonds between the tribes and the mountain men, and gave them you know you know. So yeah, he's in. Yeah, he, this ain't the end of all the wives he's about to have. Like you know, he's up to three as far as we know now. But like, I think there's a couple more in the offing. So. Plus the sweetie back home that All he right. uh, oh, yeah. got into the argument with the blacksmith. The blacksmith, about... right. Oh, yeah. And probably right. the bear he chained to the tree. <laughs> and the, and the it's dead wearing pig. A, it's just wearing a dress now and a bonnet. <laughs> yeah. Hi, this is Hugh Glass for Hugh Glass's Bear Proof Pants. Feels a mountain man, I'm always out in the wilderness. <laughs> Which means I'm always running into grizzly bears. And as you know, sometimes them bears are awful randy. That's why I made my bear-proof pants titanium carbon non-gluten reinforcement plates in the crotchal area. To give you that extra protection of your nethers that you so need in the woods. And the 100% all-organic Kevlar model filament stitching Gives you the flexibility you need to outrun them hostile, pissed off a rickery. So pick up a pair to protect you from a bear. The Velvet Kamer, Walgreens, Costco Drugs, and other fine locations. And we're back. Right? No. Are we though? Uh, so and we're Jim back. Worth. Hey-o. So Jim's now a Crow Indian. Uh, it only takes him 10 days to uh, display his bravery to the Crow and kind of dive right into battle. And he does that again and again until he becomes leader of a council of sorts. Um, he had plenty of battles with the Blackfeet and many close calls. One bullet hitting a knife in his waistband and bouncing off. Uh, one muzzle going off near his face and leaving a scar. Oop, there we go. Plenty more head wounds with arrows. It always seems to just be glancing blows to the head. Well, Tony, I don't know if you've, uh, if you looked at the picture I just sent of him. Uh, you oh, should crack that open. There's a better one where it's a portrait and it's closer. He basically looks like he's being portrayed by Morgan Freeman. Uh, and some of them, uh, uh, the, the one I like, uh, he's definitely a guy that needs the mustache and the beard because there's some of him without that and he just looks weird. Oh shit! But, uh, yeah, he almost has like a. It's like uh, Morgan Freeman and Jimi Hendrix had a kid. A little bit, yeah. The hair, like, yeah. But he's just standing there, you know, wearing what looks like a camouflage jacket, even though they didn't have those back then. What the fuck is going yeah. on there? Anyway, but you, uh, on other pictures, because uh, this one the hair's covering it, but there's pictures where he sits for a portrait, and there's definitely a pretty dark spot over, uh, I guess, what would be his left eye, which is very mm-hmm. likely either that arrow scar or the musket blast. Scar. Well, I'm just I'm imagining him with the the Steve Martin like fucking arrow yeah, through yeah. his head, <laughs> just thing. walking around like, like that, play, playing banjo. Like, uh, uh, Phineas Gage, fucking steel bar yeah. shit. I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm fine. So he was coming back from Fort Union and discovered Yay. a Blackfoot village moving towards his village. Uh, they were unaware of that. The uh, Blackfeet were unaware of the crow being next uh, next door. So they set up the ambush, the crow did, and waylaid him. So he brings home a bunch of goodies, 
that they just stole from the Blackfeet that they just got from Fort Union. Shock tarts, Necco wafers, mm-hmm. chocolate milk. So Jim eventually uh, goes to work uh, for Fort Union there. Basically kind of just, you know, we'll only sell our for- furs to you, to you guys at the American Fur Company, which is Aster's old. I think Aster has sold out by this time, though. Yeah, because uh, every, everything I read about it, I knew he worked for American Fur Company, but it always says the fur company started by John Jacob Astor and not, you know, you guys should definitely click the link I just sent you at some point. I just did. I found, a, as, as I'm, dick, uh, dear listeners, as I'm dicking around looking for pictures that are pertinent that we're going to post with these episodes on our Instagram and whatnot, uh, I, I came across a uh, Jim Beckworth mountain man figurine. Oh. Uh, and... Uh, no, it's an action, action figure. figure. Um, uh, oh, the, yeah. the, the the guy on the cover, I guess, kind of looks like Daniel Boone kind of thing, and it says something about Daniel Boone. But it's showing the contents of the box, and the the actual Jim Beckworth figure looks like Lavar Burton in buckskin. Totally, Actually, you know what he looks like? He looks like the dude from Blazing Saddles. He's like straight up wearing the sheriff sheriff Bart's uh, totally, yeah, yeah stuff. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I think the guy on the cover is supposed to be Daniel Boone for some reason. Yeah. It's, instead of putting well, Jim, it, it, Jim Beckworth on the front. Here's what, here, here's what I think happened. It's like, uh, uh, I bet you they have, like, the Daniel Boone doll for, like, white little boys. And they oh, wanted to also you know, yeah. market it to African-American little boys. So they made a Jim Beckworth one of the same doll. I have just come across the rabbit hole of... Yeah, there's all kinds of characters. Fuck, they had horses and wagons and shit. No, they, uh, it, it's just this website. It's like... It's like like the it's like the what how what what it's like how porn porn videos are labeled when they're uploaded by russians you know what i mean like mark's mark's daniel boone mingo custom johnny west reissue it's like what the fuck does that even mean i know but i just did a google of johnny west and then i put doll on there and Uh boy oh boy uh they made a geronimo they made it looks like cherokee there's a lot of shit going on here all right i'm gonna stop wasting time on that yeah it's great for radio (laughs) <laughs> uh, we'll have to talk about uh, Pine Leaf. Oh yeah, she I did read about Pine a, Leaf. Yeah, she's a retirement a home? lady. Well, she has it a, sounds like it. She has a stupid fucking name because pines famously don't have leaves. But sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a comely lady warrior who promised not to marry anybody till she took hundred, one hundred Blackfoot scalps. To avenge her brother's death Holy shit. as a 12-year-old. So at 12 years old, she says, I'm going to take 100 Blackfoot scalps before I get married. Is this the is this the native chick that, like, saved her brother? The battle of no. where the lady girl saved her brother or whatever? No, because that one was a Cheyenne girl. Oh, okay, okay. And so this she McCrow, fought just as well as a man enemy. and saved Jim's life on several occasions. Strong enough for a lady, fights like a man. Something and, like of course, uh, everybody it. wanted to marry her because she said she wouldn't marry anybody. Because she's Jim, super fucking Jim violent. being included, yeah. Uh, along the way, Jim agrees to build a fort for Mackenzie for the American uh, Fur Company on the Bighorn Yellowstone Junction. They called it Fort Cass. Um, Jim tried to convince the crow to trap for more beaver, which is not as exciting as, you know, blasting away at the Blackfeet or anything like that. That's stealing their horses. Yeah, but he said, you know, the more beaver you get, the more ammo and guns you can do get uh, to defend yourselves. Uh, also, you know, they're 
enemies against the Cheyenne too. So basically, those are their two big enemies to the north and south. Yeah. Uh, Redbird, he was the chief's number one counsel. He was getting old and wanted to die in a fight. Um, was kind of done with being just an old guy on the council. Wanted to go out in a blaze of glory, I guess. Um, oh, die in a fight. Wish. I thought you said dine in a fight. Oh, well, that, maybe that's how he dies. He's like, I don't care about you pussies. Just eating spaghetti on the front right line. in the middle of this fight and eat, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat this fucking moon pie while you assholes shoot at me. <laughs> it's like sitting bull smoking his pipe while they're shooting at him, you know? So he's out looking for a fight, but Jim's saying, hey, you know, why are you doing that? Um, he and some other warriors meet with a small band of Blackfeet. Uh, Redbird rode through the ranks, taking out one with a war club. Makes a second pass, took out another. Makes a third pass, and then catches an arrow in the stomach and out the shoulder. So I guess Holy he got fuck. shot from down below. I was saying, like, they're laying on the ground as the fucking horse rode over the top of him. No. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting there dying, and he names Jim as replacement as number one counsel. And they return to the village, so Redbird's dead. So that means you get to cut off your fingers and wail and pull your hair out and stuff like that. So that's how you mourn if you're a crow. Wait. Oh, that's how you mourn. I thought that was like, how do you become the, you know, king shit guy that he just got named as? You'd have yeah. a lot less, peop- lot less people running for office that uh, yeah. are yeah. serious about it. All right. You're the new city council member. you got to pull out <laughs> yeah. all your fingernails. Whoa, yeah. whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Jim was head chief along with Chief Longhair of the two groups of crows. Uh, actually, Jim is the one that comes up with the idea just to have two groups to have a large party so they wouldn't get attacked. Um, he said not to make war on your enemies unless they killed or stole one of theirs, which really didn't happen. <laughs> but yeah, it's a nice sentiment. So Longhair would lead one group and Jim the other. Um Jim said if they disobeyed him, he'd return to the whiteies. So <laughs> that was the uh, story. Basically, if you don't do what I'm saying, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. <laughs> and taking my talents to Miami. Yeah. It's fucking Earl Thomas. Uh, you don't. Tony doesn't know who the fuck that is. Oh, nope. yeah. Fucking. Who? Earl, Earl Thomas, former oh, Seahawk. Yeah. Actually, yeah, today, opening Seahawk day. Beat the shit out of it. Hey, looks like this one's running kind of long. Uh, so we will be back next week with the exciting conclusion, part two, of Jim Beckworth. Is it Beckworth okay. or Beckford? It's Beckworth. It's Beckworth. Actually, when he was born, he was actually born uh, James Beckwith. Pearson Beckwith. Yes. Beckwith? Yeah, he, uh, mm-hmm. nobody knows when or why he... Well, he, they know when he changed his name, but they don't know fucking why. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, there you go. There'll be facts just as interesting as this coming up next week when we get back. But until right. then, let's go out and hail a gunfire. Let's do it. Hail of gunfire. gunfire. Fuck you, Mile City. <laughs> So Nelson Miles. <laughs> <laughs>